Hi, and welcome to Ethereum Tales Transmission. We've managed to track down Brandon to get the, all the latest happenings before they happen in Ethereum World's Metaverse. Brandon, welcome back to the show. It's been a while, and how have you been? Hello, Adam. Yes, very well, buddy. And it has been a while. It certainly has. Um, and what an intro as well. I always love your intros to this, so thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's certainly been a while. Um, how have I been? I've been, been very busy. I've been pretty much bu- bunkered in with, with development mostly. Um thoroughly enjoying getting back to the lab as, as you would say uh, over the last I'm couple of months yeah, yeah exactly um uh, yeah, so so much has been happening but i mean you, i mean you know you see it behind the scenes but there's some really exciting things being developed and i think we're we're approaching such a key stage of of the project and, and the ecosystem as well so exciting stuff um you know working pretty much every day alongside the development teams uh, especially the unity development team you know the ones based in the uk if, it's, it's been a thrilling experience, very fast pace, and uh, yeah, I mean, a brilliant le- learning experience as well. But I mean, yeah, the output at the moment is is crazy on, on that side. And um, so I think, in generally, shifted my full focus back to product development, uh, kind of after after a summer of uh, kind of juggling product development and the conference speaking and getting the word out, word out, and you know, marketing. You know, Shane already does such an exceptional job with uh, the kind of co- uh, the conference presence, so I think that's definitely going to be his bag moving forward. Um, so yeah, just generally speaking, it's been very busy, um, but I've still I still managed to uh, get time to to listen to every podcast you put out, and I think you've been doing such a such a great job with the transmission podcast. And I always see the feedback on Twitter pop up and the excitement in the the community when a new episode is. So yeah, keep up the great work on the podcast as well. Oh, thanks for that, man. Much appreciated. Um, I know you've you know, been extremely busy working on the dev side and we've just put out the new white paper. Can you tell us why we took the decision to create a new one, especially since they were so busy? Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. I think um, yeah, I think the primary the primary reason, you know, is to, to I suppose, add um, a, a lot more information on the new features and information that wasn't necessarily present in the original. I think there's a lot of deep dives into specific sections uh, and some of the mechanics as well. I think you, when you realise when you open it as well, the, the formats change a little bit. Um, it's there's, there's less kind of parent pages, but I mean, when you start opening and reading into it, it's a, it's a it's an absolute beast of a document. Um, it was a real team effort, but yeah, there's a lot of information there. And I, you know, I think on a personal part, and I know I know you know the team also share the same sentiment, but I think it's important to continuously review. The information that is available to um, you know the community stakeholders, potential partners, investors, uh, things move so fast. And I think when we put that white paper out, especially over the summer, and as as mechanics have been developed and kind of new strategies and strategies have changed, I think it's really important that we are yeah we're keeping those kind of key resources updated. Um, I think even with the original white paper as well, I think we were we were doing monthly reviews, not just in the white paper, but other other key areas of information that are out there. I think it's important to do that because, like I said, things change so fast. So, um, but one thing we did keep was the team and I constantly got great feedback on that original white paper's kind of format and narrative. So that's yeah. definitely something we kept alongside it. And obviously, um, I mean, it was a real team effort and I was I'm so happy with, with the output. And I know that so far the, the feedback's been great. Yeah, absolutely. I've been reading the comments underneath the uh, the announcement and, you know, people are loving it. I, I was involved in the uh, in some of the proofing and I read it from um, start to finish. So it's something I wouldn't normally do. I'd normally jump to the parts that, you know, 
really interest me. But mm-hmm. I went from start to finish and it read so well. And, you know, hats off to you guys for um, creating such a comprehensive piece. And it, and it does, it is starting to feel like a, you know, not like a startup white paper, but more like a business plan. Now, I don't know whether you feel that as well, but it just feels like something that you could present at an AGM, um, you know, with all the detail and, you know, good stuff in there. I think it's, you know, fantastic. So hats off to you guys. Thank you. In particular, which parts would you recommend people to check out? Apart from all of it, obviously, read every every mm-hmm. single word. But if if people have got a, you know a few spare minutes over the next few weeks, what would you say to have a look at? Yeah, I mean, if we're if if, if we're saying specifically not to for all of it, I think um, if we, in contrast to the original white paper, there are some specific sections that weren't necessarily present or. have been expanded on um i I definitely say first of all the companion app um section Mm -hmm. the Ethereum world's companion app goes into a lot of detail on some of the some of the the ecosystem mechanics and and ideas that that weren't present in the original white paper so especially around some of the mechanics of the digital collectibles which we've gone into a bit more detail there as well but some of the pages and some of kind of the ways that people could interact as a stakeholder in ethereum world's ecosystem um, using the Ethereum Worlds app. But again, that really wasn't there at all on the original white paper. So there's a whole section on that, really exciting. Um, yep. And also we've got the, uh, the you know a bit more of a deep dive in the creator tool and the creator experience. So uh, outside of the original original white paper that had like, the use cases and some of the kind of top level mechanics of this is how it's going to work. Now we have a bit more specific on how it's going to be broken down. And I think what's really interesting as well is, is a, there's a lot of visual content in there. And I think somebody who's, again, in contrast to the original one, it's less conceptual. Now we've got physical uh, images or, or digital images that are showing exactly the, like the models and some of the screenshots. Of, and this is stuff that is, is developed and is ready and is, is, is being worked on and tested. So, yeah, I think there's a lot more information there uh, and the visuals, which is really important because people are visual creatures, right? So it's very visual heavy, this white paper. And I think that's a really good thing from my, from, yeah, from my experience anyway. I'm a visual person. I think that's the left-hand side of your brain, I think. I don't know, but I'm definitely (laughs) a visual person. And the assets, sorry, the collectibles, um, you know, they look phenomenal. And, you know, it really excites me to think of how I could start decorating my apartment. And, you know, I I just think that people are going to absolutely love it when they see it. And uh, a quick reminder for people that haven't looked yet, there is also a Medium post which uh, highlights some of the – highlights some of the highlights of the white paper so check that out as well because i think it's um it's really important to know see the background of the projects that you're investing in you know we're we're very open and transparent with what we we're building and it's going to be brilliant um sorry you think you've nailed a a good point there actually as well i think one thing that we were i remember a long time ago when we you know in 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 some of the early days that we were you know traditionally a white paper is you know, the, the concept of a white paper, especially in Web3, has evolved so much because originally a white paper was a document that was very technical, very heavy, and I suppose the average, the average person would not go through and read it all because it was you know, extremely technical and was full of big words. But I think Web3 specifically, this white paper as a, as a, as a platform has, has almost become, like you said, almost like a uh, more of a general document, more of a visual document, and you have the power to great narrative as well so it, it, you, you're kind of shifting away from technical writing to more creative writing which is obviously really exciting because it helps you build that narrative of what you know of the ecosystem and everything that we're working so hard on and but also yeah. a lot of some of the white papers in the industry um 
they do they they do omit certain details because there is that kind of um elusiveness of of having certain information left out so the reader can uh, i suppose make up their own mind there's obviously pros and pros and cons to that but i think we've as like you said as an organization we've shifted to be like you said as, as transparent as possible because i think one of the most important things that we need to adopt in in web3 and and for what we're building as well and everyone else is to have you know the expectations set and have that level of transparency so there isn't it's yeah. not just like a huge hype train people are knowing that month by month even in these market conditions we're building and we're being open and honest about it so yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i just wanted to you know it's something that we've um consciously made the decision to do and how we present our information right yeah, and I, I think we've always, I mean, right from the start, even when I first arrived, you know, it was very uh, a very accessible project. Uh, and the fact that, you know, if people go into the white paper, people are doxxed in there, you can find me, you on LinkedIn if you if you choose to do so. And I think that, that you know, the, the way that we, we, we've approached our communities to be together and, you know, people can help um, move that narrative forward as well. So it's not just a closed book. We're developing this and giving it to you. Mm-hmm. It, it's more, or doing it to you. It, it's more, you know, what do you guys think? How can we um, make this work for you? What, what, what are you looking for? And I, you know, that's always been a, a good trait of this organization. And, you know, it makes me happy that, you know, people can just come into the discord and help influence where the project goes. And I think that, I think, you know, people will appreciate that more so over time especially on the back of this white paper so yeah yeah um Um, so you you mentioned that you've had your head down working with the dev team um what are the latest developments that um people may not already know of yeah um (laughs) with a lot in development currently as i mentioned especially on kind of the world virtual world metaverse development side but also outside of that as well some of the back end companion apps some of the admin panels and stuff that some of the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think about um i suppose when you're developing such a a broad ecosystem like we are um we we brought we've brought on three more developers that specialize in different areas alongside the original development team of unit developers so the output at the moment is really kind of ramped up i you know it's it's been well i mean almost pretty pretty exceptional the output i think so much is being done in such a short space time over the last kind of six to eight weeks um, we're getting a new version, a new build very, very frequently that, you know, we're testing internally. Um, but with all that said, as as everything in, in life and software development, there's still so much to be done. Um, you know, despite us having kind of the core world built, as you see in some of the videos and some videos that are going to come out over the next few weeks, uh, and some of the most fundamental features implemented, like the creator tool minus the NFT showcasing, which is, uh, nearing completion, the API is created for that. Uh, we, still, yep. we still we still find ourselves with many of the kind of nuances left to gel the environment and experience together because, you know, a big part of it is immersion as well. Um, I, we, we, we put a lot of emphasis. We do, I mean, that's originally why we chose a VR-first approach anyway, but having that immersiveness and storytelling aspect to it requires a lot of those small nuances you know, even just talking about, you know, VR, like you, we, we spoke about this before, just the sound aspect of it, such a complex, I suppose, element to approach spatial sound and try, and then trying to marry that up with the narrative that you're doing and how you implement that. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot there that's happening. Um, and then on top of all that, uh, a vigorous kind of quality assurance testing is happening pretty much every day at the moment. So, um, 
yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot happening, but uh, really, really exciting stuff. And we're moving, we're moving fast, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, each, each time I, I see a demo, I'm equally as blown away. And I, I think I mentioned to Mr. Boomer last week when I interviewed him actually in, in a virtual reality setting um, that the, the, the quality and the, um, I don't know, it, it just keeps leaping forward and leaping forward. And, and you don't have to answer this question, but I, I wonder if you had the choice again, would you go VR first again, or would you start with browser first, or you know, would that would your decision change? No, no, not, not in the slightest. Um, I think again, VR has such an incredible capability to create that immersion that you just can't get on a browser. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, when when we do our internal uh, testing, and even yesterday, I was capturing some footage um, of uh, so the, the the new luxury apartments. is is such a great experience in there. But I mean, just to have to be able to experience it on VR, and it's obviously not the most accessible medium. You know, the majority of people don't have a VR headset at the moment. And that's understandable, and that is why we do a cross kind of a cross platform approach. But yeah, hundred percent, and and also w- one of the main reasons was actually a technical reason because it's a lot easier to put, it's a lot easier to develop in for VR and then port to a browser or a standalone application for a, for a you know for a computer versus doing it the way around. Um, yep. so that's, that's kind of, that was more of a technical decision, but outside of that, we, we have, we have been, uh, doing some early tests of implementing the, um, the application on a browser and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, this is a web browser as well and it's still really early days, but we've managed to spin off a build as they, as they would say. <laughs> so yeah, um, definitely would not change that at all. That's brilliant. And, um, I do think it's. I'll try and get my head around what you do. I, I don't know the technical ins and outs of what you and the dev guys do, but I do think it's such a mammoth task to think about how an environment sounds. You know, you're thinking of everything. So you're not just thinking about the visuals, you're thinking about the sounds, you're thinking about, you know, h- how you look around. And, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that leads nicely on to my next question, which is, you know, we're about to, you know, we're getting very close to launching our minimum viable product. Um, and I'm wondering how the owners need to start to consider how we interact with the metaverse and how people interact with us while we're there. So, you know, obviously, like I said, I met with Mr. B in the metaverse last week, but, you know, how is that going to look in Ethereum worlds? Yeah. What what can we expect? It's a good, it's a good point. I think, um, I think, you know, this is stuff that we're still, we're we're still building on developing on. And to give you an example for the, for the last, I suppose for the last four or five months, the builds that we've had have, have just been kind of the same avatar character that you load in as. I think we've we shoot we 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 shown a um, a teaser a long long time ago of of like the avatar waving in the mirror, um, so that you know that that's kind of what we've been working with to date. But we're 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 pretty much there in terms of implementing um, custom avatars in. So as part of the kind of onboarding and creating your Ethereum Worlds account. Um, the avatar creation experience you'll create your own custom avatar but uh, which will be pulled into the the actual the metaverse the virtual world and that's how you will interact with others but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things there because that isn't just enough so i think you know i was speaking to a lead developer the other day and they've been looking at how how you can interact with others and, and just small stuff like we have a lot of kind of identity elements of the profile such as you know your display name your bio Connects your socials, 
um, your role as an apartment owner. And then we have the ability to have sub roles, which is if you're in a luxury, a standard or a penthouse, a bit like how we have in Discord. And we want to port that into the experience. So um, maybe there's different colored name tags or maybe you can pull up profiles or maybe you can quickly add someone on social or there's a lot additional there that we are still building on because we have this vision of having more of a holistic kind of virtual interaction. So I yeah. think that, that kind of sets the the platform of where we want to go. But I think in the short term, the the actual onboarding of it, like I mentioned about creating your Ethereum Worlds account, et cetera, it'll all be facilitated by the um, the camp companion app, which we've talked about it probably in, in, in detail now. And it's, I mean, the, the app itself has recently undergone an upgrade in terms of functionality and integrations. Um, there are like various snippets, screenshots, clips uh, throughout the white paper and some of the uh, recent medium posts that show what to expect. That is from a live environment. So um, although it's being tested, that is, you know, that's not a Photoshop. That's, that is from a live environment that is developed. Um, and on top of this, our partners are really playing me who supplied our avatar creation integrate uh, like engine integration have upgraded us to the the next engine, which is a lot much smoother and responsive. That's now part of the Ethereum Worlds kind of um, companion app experience. So it's now all in all in one place, which is just that more kind of immersive, holistic approach, which I, I've been talking about. And then finally, there's been a few kind of various development changes and requests that have been been happening. So I think. I, I actually have a, a demo of the final version after we record this podcast today, but we we are basically approaching, as we mentioned in the white uh, in the Medium article, the kind of official launch of the Ethereum Worlds Companion app, version zero point five, because there's going to be elements of the Companion app which have been developed, i.e., the staking, yet we cannot release that because we you know we don't have a token live, etc. And we're really focusing on getting the closed beta phase out. So. Yeah, there's a lot to expect on that side of things, and it will really be around creating your identity, you know, linking up your wallet to your account, um, claiming your role, um, you know, your avatar, and then being ready to get in the closed beta testing. Joe, like trying to get my head around everything, you know, and and knitting it all together in my mind is just it's a task <laughs> and uh, but yeah you explained it really well so yeah that's great for people listening um and i look forward to get my hands on the uh, the companion app soon uh v0.5 did you say that's correct yeah brilliant um uh, and we also confirmed last week um oh, well a few weeks ago now in the medium that we'll be conducting uh, closed beta testing which is exciting mm. before we officially launch what what will that entail yeah, the closed the closed beta, closed beta. Well, um, we're still <laughs> we're still working out some of the specific details. Uh, like again, some of the smaller smaller details. But we have a good idea of how we want to roll it out. Um, now, I, I can't give any dates or anything like that because I, you know, I, one of the things is we want to be transparent about things do break, things do need testing, things need to go back in development. So this is, I mean, this is the importance of, of this testing round anyway. Um, but it'll be a, st- it'll be a stage rollout. Uh, there'll be in which there will be kind of priority access in waves. Uh, the only, and for those listening who know that the only publicly confirmed priority access to date um, is, is penthouse and luxury apartment owners. And that is, mm-hmm. that is, that's not alpha. That's um, that was decided like nine months ago. So we've, you know, we stay true to everything we've said uh, before, um, but we do have some other ideas along alongside, you know, that category of, of users um, that we may want to bring into some kind of priority a- access aspect. 
Um, the, the whole the whole milestone is important from a technical st- standpoint um, to doing a stage rollout. Is in parallel, we're still developing. You know, we we have a development timeline of at least another, I think, at least another 12, 13, 14 months um, with unit developers. So it's a long term development. So it, it, the fact that we're rolling this out doesn't mean we're stopping any development whatsoever. So from a f- from that standpoint, in parallel of people testing it in this state, this kind of staged approach. There'll be development happening that but on top of that we, we need to use this staged approach um to analyze kind of server performance and all the boring stuff unfortunately um because we you know you say about how um, exceptional the experience and, and, and how it looks and how it feels um there is that but we need to find a good balance of performance and interaction and server capacity so this is why the stage yep. the staged rollout will be the the participants will most likely increase as the you know as the stages roll out um, it also, which you mentioned earlier a bit about when we talked about the white paper in the community, it also allows us to gather a lot of feedback from various different stakeholders and users. So people that want to use it for different reasons and have different, I suppose, priorities, um, which we can use to not only, I suppose, identify any issues, but highlight development priorities moving forward. If we have like a resounding sentiment of a particular thing that needs to be implemented or removed or whatever that is, that's a great, that's something we've never had right because we haven't had products out so i think that's so important and so powerful um and then in terms of kind of the functionality of what people can expect this will be this will be far from a final product um by any means it will feature kind of most of the core functionality so if the users can get a taste of what to expect before that mvp launch but it will be somewhat limited in its um i suppose in its features um but be- before we get that product shipped to anybody before we do the the staged uh, beta rounds We'll be conducting an internal round with all the kind of project, uh, Ethereum World's project community team as well. And that will probably be over the Christmas period uh, into the new year, most likely. So, which will give us a great opportunity to try and break it, <laughs> right? And before, yep. the, the, it's, it's quite a quite a strategic rollout. Um, but yeah, no dates yet. We have some great ideas, but uh, just we're just keeping our cards close to our chest at the moment. And we've got some other things we want to announce before that, so... I really love the that spirit of uh, continuous improvement, where you know you, you know you you're ready and willing to hear feedback. You know what works for you, what doesn't work for you. I mean, I know we've had discussions just as you know, just in general chats about you know what I plan to use my apartment for versus you know the ideas that you've got building, and you know obviously that sort of all feeds into like a big pot of you know does this work for everybody and you know making that fit i just think it's great and i you know look forward to um seeing everything unfold and look forward to the beta testing i said beta oh sorry <laughs> um, if, 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 don't worry about it. The, the the us or the americanization of saying things with, as, as two british people we you know we, we're outnumbered so we have to <laughs> we, we get it mixed up all the time i do anyway but I, I just want to jump on jump on something you said there and i appreciate your feedback on that and it is really important that we do um we do get that feedback and like you said you have you have this concept of how you're going to use your apartment as a multiple apartment owner i think you are or at least a single apartment yeah. owner. A three. Um, I've got three. Exactly. Look, you're a whale. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> i've given have, the other two away that i've donated them oh uh, Lovely. Um, so you have this concept of what you want to use it for. However, when you actually get your hands on the product and start using it, it may spark other ideas or other priorities. And I think that's really important. And I think this, generally speaking, and this is a bit more of a conceptual uh, industry uh, industry comment from from just from my experience. 
I think it's really important that that is how a product product is shaped by a community. You, this isn't a, a, you, these aren't as much as it's been a I suppose somewhat of a centralized decision to develop certain elements of it as a product team, as a development team, as the Ethereum Worlds team, um, with community feedback, of course. I think really in the long term especially Web3 products and whether that's blockchain games or, or other protocols, not nothing to do with metaverses. I think it's really important that there is more of a, a feedback loop approach because um, otherwise, you know, it will just continue being the vision of the, you know, the, the, the small minority handful of people that maybe came up with the inception of the project idea and they've been quite stuck in the way. And that could pose a, a business threat because they're not listening to how it should work or or what the community wants to use it for so i think it's super important i think um and you'll notice as well in the white paper that a lot of the future developments that we've put there that we've talked about such as the hosting and some of the you know advanced utility of the token when that is eventually launched we want to shift that to putting that through some some go like governance process because again I think we've we've realized and we knew to a degree, but we've realized even more so that that is going to be so, so important to just be able to open it up and have have proper governance and an idea of it. And, and opposed to saying, OK, 2023 looks like this. This is what you you're, you are going to get from your you know development team, from your community. No, I think that needs to be opened up and 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 be more of a discussion once we have our kind of baseline product for sure. I think that's a great approach and I think it's a sensible approach as well, especially like you say, Web3, it's you know, it's a lot more about community. And I think it it, it almost comes from that ownership element, doesn't it? You know, that that um, NFT technology is, is sort of brought forward. It's the fact mm -hmm. that people are it, it you're almost buying a sort of a share in the company and uh, you know a say in the company and also the fact that you know what's the point in having a wonderful metaverse that um pleases five people in the dev team or the the uh, the admin team and you know nobody else is in there with them you know you've got to sort of roll with what people want and you know and I'm sure people, as the technology and the governance moves forward, people will come to expect that they're they'll have a say you know they might not always get implemented but that they will at least get consulted and uh you know uh, questioned on whether things work and not so and obviously this this beta testing will sort of start to throw up probably some more technical bugs than actual sort of concept bugs but i'm sure this will be the start of a, a two-way relationship rather than a just a one-way feed so well, good work yeah. on that so firstly, I just want to say, from a legal standpoint, we're certainly not like buying buying a share in Ethereum world to put it out there. But what you what you mentioned there about um, I, like yeah, I want to just reiterate that. But I, I also small small things such as when we looked at doing the um, we put out Twitter polls or like the uh, when we re revealed some items and we got some. Uh, people commenting as part of a competition to, to what items they want to see in Ethereum worlds. All of that has actually shaped our development pipeline so i think there was like a, a few times this has happened where we've gone out and masked sometimes we've gone out and asked the question and sometimes we've masked it as either a competition or an open discussion or an ama or something like that and that's shaped mm -hmm. what we've done so and I, I do definitely think especially from 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 my um role as kind of leading the product side of things and having a i suppose the last the the the, the driving force behind it 
um, of shaping where we go with things, um, I take a lot in from the community, a lot in from the AMAs, a lot of direct messages, um, a lot from the team. So it's never really been a one-way relationship, but it's always, but we can always improve on making it um, more voices, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on that note, it's the time of the show when I ask the dreaded question. Dun, dun, dun. Have you got any alpha for us? First of all, I think we need to get a sound board or a sound bite for your alpha. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kind of break it Definitely. up as well. Just like you press the button and it's, yeah, no more, you know, you don't have to do the more dodgy yourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, the dreaded alpha question. No, look, your, your alpha questions, this is, this is one of the main reasons people listen to it. I know that for sure. So, um, so yes, I think, well, yeah, there's a few things. So uh, we talk, we've talked about the closed beta. Um, there's a lot I've dropped in there that, that wasn't publicly anyway. So there's, your, I suppose, first bit of alpha. I think there's a lot, there's quite a lot in the, the pipeline over the next few months. We've talked about the closed beta and then transitioning to a short open beta and then looking you know, past that. On top of this, we have the release of the luxury and penthouse apartment footage, which you discussed on your, uh, on our medium, or I think last week it was. Um, so yep. again, that, the, the luxury one might be out by the time this hits the, hits the transmission, but we still have the penthouse and some of the other areas that we haven't shown. And we also have a, a variety of artists partnering with us to to build on that custom artwork concept. So if you remember Bull Market Girlfriends, artist Chris, uh, Chris K, that same concept. Um, yep. There's a lot happening there that, again, probably isn't too public at the moment. Um, however, before before the closed beta milestone, uh, which is going to be a big a big old task and very exciting, um, a little nerve wracking, but all that. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, we'll be delivering um, kind of like a world premiere of the Ethereum World's uh, metaverse experience. So similar to, I suppose, similar to how Shane did the um, prototype demo video in the summer, which was such an exceptional video. The feedback was really good for that will be essentially unveiling the upgraded product via like a stream or a world premiere on Twitch or YouTube uh, alongside a big AMA event, which will be a lot more information and some great prizes as well. So I think the the, the first kind of activation of, of the closed beta phase or moving into that will first of all be the world premiere of, <laughs> of, of Ethereum World's beta, I suppose you could say like that. Oh, so... Lots to look forward to there with the, uh, I mean, just thinking about the reaction to Shane's video in the summer, this is going to be big for, will it be pre-Christmas, I'm guessing? Yeah, most likely not. I think um, I mentioned earlier about that internal testing phase and the, the, the idea of that is getting kind of the 15, 20 team members project and uh, community team members to try and break it. And then we have to obviously go and do those fixes. And with it being the holiday period, um, I think um, we can probably expect this world premiere to be, um, um, you know, January. Um, no, no, no deadlines uh, or dates yet, but I think just realistically, that's what we can expect. What a way to start 2023, though. Yeah, um, so, uh, I mean, you've just mentioned a lot of it, and you know, far be for me to ask you any more questions because you just shed a lot of alpha and loads of information there. But uh, what will you be working on for the rest of the year? What's your priorities? And also, what will you, will you, how will you be spending the holiday period? <laughs> um, well, I mean, to your first question, my, my role has always been the same. You know, I, I focus solely on product development um 
uh, and Wizards kind of approaching a major milestone. I'll 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 be in the trenches with the development teams um, and the other contractors getting it across the line. I think um, coordinating the testing phases and everything. So I mean, you know, I, I really am. My my role is sole product 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 development. So obviously not as I'm. I don't really do much community stuff. We've got some incredibly community team members, um, and I think with like I said, it's a little nerve wracking. Obviously, as you come to a major milestone, but. We have such a great team, great partners, and a great community that I um yeah I'll just be I'll just be getting my head down and, and focusing over that, and most likely focusing on that over the holidays to a degree. But I definitely will be making sure to get some um time with the family and, and loved ones and spend a few days um out of the metaverse and into some nice Christmas food. <laughs> I hear you big time, and I just want to say on behalf of the the team and the community and everyone else we know how much effort you put into the dev side of things and the product development and you know it's really appreciated but your work um output is phenomenal so thank you for that it's very much appreciated by everyone um and also thank you for taking the time out of all that work to come and speak to me i, I know it's um uh, you know it's it, it, it's additional on top of the work that you'll be doing today so thank you for um taking the time out for us on that no we were we were, um, we were long overdue so I'm, I'm more than happy to and i do um yeah i um and i appreciate you saying that as well i think uh, it's always it's always good i'm just i'm just very excited to, to hit some major milestones and get and get people using this now i think that's it isn't it it's, it's almost like we've got a a massive present for for people and it's just you know wanting to give it <laughs> yeah, get, get, get them using it so yeah. very exciting times um, okay thanks again for your time uh, and thanks to everyone for listening we'll be back soon with more Alpha in our next Ethereum Tales transmission but for now have a great week thanks a lot bye bye <laughs>